we talking shit, baby. Every episode, I promise you was lit, baby. Every week, get some shit you can't miss, baby. Dylan Bob, still a vibe. Podcast game solidified, no cap. All fact like a snapper. Stream us on that Spotify or Apple, tap in. Roller coaster ride, strap in. We gon' take you for a ride, just take this shit and stride. All topics, sport the current event. Tell me who more current than this. Good luck with the mother shows. This the best one. Your sister and your brother knows. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shit, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. Yes, sir. Talking shop. Episode 105. I am your host, Bobby Hall. And with me, as always, that's the DYLF. Dylan, how are we doing this week? Feeling dilfy, baby. Let's go. It's on this beautiful Saturday morning. We got an awesome guest going to be talking uh, some business, some stocks, um, and I'm excited. How about you, Bobby? Yes, yes. We're, we're gotta, we got somebody on um, that we've had on once before. It was a dual episode, so this is kind of his first um, you know, um, solo app. So it'll be great to get into some, uh, some stock talk. And obviously, um, you know, after our intro here, we'll, we'll definitely be at the very top of the show. We got to get into, um, you know, DMX. We unfortunately, uh, lost that legend yesterday. Um, and, and we'll get into that some more here in a few minutes, but, um, as far as, uh, this week has gone and stuff, a uh, big week, big week for the hall, hall family, man. Very big. Um, put offering on a house, uh, in Genoa, Ohio, that got accepted, and um, now the ball's really rolling. We're, we're uh, things are in motion. A lot of steps, a lot of a lot of bullshit, a lot of a lot of hoops. Um, a lot more comes with uh, trying to buy a house than I ever imagined, and um, but it'll all be worth it. So, um, the day this episode comes out, we'll, we'll be uh, getting an inspection on there, and as long as there's nothing crazy. Uh, that he finds, then um, hopefully we'll, we'll get a closing date. You know, not not long after, and away we go, man. But uh, very exciting times, man. I uh, wasn't sure when uh, when this day would come. Hell yeah, dude! I, I'm I'm excited for you. Um, and it, there's just something with a sense of pride that you have uh, when you own something. Um, you know, like it's just I've been running art entire life. And then when we got this house, it's like, even down to the simplicity of yard work, like if you're cutting your grass now, you're not cutting the landlord's grass, you're not keeping maintaining all that kind of stuff. So there's a little extra sense of pride that goes into the work. Um, your little DIY projects that I know that you have a list of already that you want to get done. All that stuff is going to be so f- more fulfilling when it gets accomplished, as opposed to like, if you did that stuff, cutting your grass at a landlord's house. So I'm excited for that aspect of it for you as well. Yes. And like you said, yeah, there's definitely already a list of things that uh, we want to get done. Um, these guys really like, um, it's like emerald green. There's a lot of emerald green shit in their carpet. Like some of the, some of the shit around the house that will get replaced and the deck needs some work. So like, like we talked with uh, Nick Snyder last week, which a lot of people actually really liked that episode. Got a lot of uh, great remarks and, um, and stuff like that. So um, yeah, once, if and when, you know, knock on wood, uh, we get in there. I'll definitely be calling uh, our boy Nick and uh, seeing if you can spruce to think a couple things up uh, on my deck and all that good shit. But yeah, man, um, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be really fun. 
uh, afterwards. The, uh, I'm already dreading the, the whole moving process, and now I I know. Um, even though we won't, we won't have to go super far, not nearly as far as how you had to move, but uh, regardless, won't be fucking with Penske. So I, I do know that much. Yeah, don't do that. I mean, yours, you're just going to Genoa, correct? So I mean, like it's probably what, like a 30, 25 minute drive. Yeah, somewhere in between there. Basically, it's just you, sh- you got to just shoot down Woodville Road, basically. Yep. So yeah, from, from where we're at, probably about twenty nice minutes. Then. Yeah, a few, um, a few trips with the pickup. Yeah, I was gonna say we may, we probably won't even really need it to get an actual moving truck. We'll probably uh, be able to do things, you know, bits and pieces. Whereas obviously, somebody moving from the bottom of the country, you know, to the Midwest, you kind of got to try to get everything in one big heave. Yeah. Or you did. So um, that is one of the nice things about it. But uh, yeah, just a lot of uh, a lot of steps to go. But we're on the road. You got this. You got this. Yeah. Especially yeah. if like. I'm not sure what a mortgage provider you're going with, but for our instance, like we went with Rocket Mortgage, and I'm sure it's pretty much the same, especially with the pandemic and everything. Um, all mortgage companies probably adapted with that. So a lot of things you can do now through an app, um, and that's really helpful as well. You don't have to be like on the phone and all that kind of stuff. Realtors usually do most of the paperwork for you. Um, and then mortgage companies also help and kind of like team up with your insurance provider as well, where you can tie it up with your uh, uh, mortgage and all that kind of stuff. So Rocket Mortgage is my provider. Shout out to them. They've done great things. And it's also a sponsor of our good old Cleveland Cavaliers. And, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm excited for you, man. Um, if I can do it remotely, I guess, from 900 miles away, didn't even get to see the house I, that we bought. Um, yeah, you, you're definitely in way better shape. And it, it will, it'll go smoother than you think. Don't overthink it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just the, the, the move is no matter what. That's going to suck. But I'm glad we're going to be doing that. Um in like the middle of spring rather than fucking summer, yes. obviously winter. So that's going to be nice. Hopefully it'll be, you know, somewhat, uh, you know, between the sixties and seventies or something. Be real nice for that. Um, and basically I got all the documents and shit signed. You know, I'm just glad I finally got my shit together. It took a long time. It took probably until I was late twenties, uh, you know, or 30 years old to finally get my fucking ass in check, you know, finally start putting some money aside and stuff. And uh, get my credit right, and it's, it's paying off. So I'm excited about that. But um, you know, we'll talk more about that uh, as the weeks come out. You know, go on, and, and I get some more updates and can can fill in everybody in on what's going on in that. But we gotta bring my boy on. We had him way back, man. I think might have been in the 20s or something. It was way back. It was him and the um, our, our guy Kyle Brown, which we'll have to bring his old ass on at some point. But um. Anthony Anderson is back with us this week for 105. We're going to do a lot of things. Um, he's got a, a new business we're going to definitely plug and, and get some info on. And it's some stuff that I, I think a lot of you guys listening now will be uh, definitely um, interested in and, and want to uh, listen in on and hopefully contact uh, Anthony here to get some more info. But uh, AJ, man, welcome back to Talking Shop. It's been a long time. Excited to have you back. Um, and, and, and I always, we appreciate you, uh, giving us some of your time to, uh, to come on and talk some shop with us, man. Welcome back. What's up? What's up? How are you guys? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. You know, stoked to, to have you back and, um, glad we can make it happen. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. Enjoy the show. Oh uh, yeah. I, hey, I, I love it, man. And, um, it's just always great to, uh, to be able to have some conversations with you, um, and uh you know catch up always but uh 
Before we get into anything else, we obviously got to bring up, uh, you know, a little bit of bad news, some sad news that uh, took place yesterday, um, which a lot of people were reporting it like days before. So, but yesterday it became official. Uh, rapper DMX uh, passed away uh, into untimely death at uh, age fifty. Uh, there's been a lot of reports. I, I think people were saying, I, I guess he had OD'd last Saturday and it had caused like a, a heart attack, and then. Um, it kind of put him in a, like a vegetative state and he's been on life support for basically like a week. And just, there was really very little brain activity and, and just organ failures and stuff. So I think his family finally made the decision to, uh, to pull the plug. And, and unfortunately, uh, you know, we lost uh, an icon, a legend, one of the biggest rappers in the game and arguably, you know, 98, 99. I, I think a lot of people would, uh, agree maybe the best at that time. Um, but, uh, yeah, AJ. I mean, you're about we're about the same age, you know, roughly a year or so apart. So, I mean, we grew up listening to DMX, especially uh, in our high school days. Um, we were talking about uh, in pre-production, you know, Rough Riders Anthem. X going to give it to you. Pretty much anything from, um, you know, the the late '90s, early 2000s. Who was 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 blaring in, in the cars. You know, we were burning CDs with that stuff on there. Uh, football locker rooms. You know, two days football games getting hyped up. Um, you know, that was one of the guys that was going to do it for you, but obviously, man, um, we got to ask, you know, how you felt when you got the news, I'm assuming we're, we're probably in the same boat, but how'd you feel when you heard the news and, and, and what did, uh, DMX mean to you? It was, it was devastating. Um, like I, I grew up on DMX for sure. I love DMX. So DMX is one of my, my favorite rappers. Not, I mean, there's some people that know that, uh, just because his, his wordplay, um, was crazy. And a lot of people just you know know him for his kind of his rough flow but his wordplay was crazy um and this might be a shocker but it was it was really similar to the way that jay-z bends words um to make them rhyme um dmx was really really good at that so yeah he was he was one of my favorites for sure yeah i I definitely would agree with that um a unique style obviously he's got a voice like no other but he could flow man and and just you could really feel um the emotion and just the, the feelings that he would put in his songs obviously if you go and listen to you know slip it now that's gonna have a whole new you know feel to it man because yeah. it's like the accuracies to, to that is uh you know kind of eerie but um one of my favorite things as and people have been posting it all day you know yesterday and, and today so far is um Woodstock 99 and um you see that video I don't know where it took place at but it's like a sea of people man you're probably talking I bet there was 100 200,000 people out there and Woodstock obviously is is was one of those concert series where there's you know probably 50 acts on the bill but if you watch that video and these I'm pretty sure he's doing Rough Riders anthem everybody in that place is is uh you know singing the words dancing and and, and just rocking man and it's it's like one of the coolest things I've ever seen and he's wearing these He's wearing like red boots and like these uh, red overalls, no shirt, and it was just it was just a vibe, man. And um, it's definitely one of, always one of my favorite things to look back on and uh, and watch. But um, yeah, it's just it's just nuts, man. And then I think recently, um, obviously w- w- uh, with uh, the pandemic and stuff, um, Swiss Beats and, and Timberland started that whole versus um, setup and had, had been having rappers, singers the whole nine going back and forth and they'll play 20 songs of from their catalog and, and um, you know, people will vote on who they think won and stuff. And 
DMX and Snoop Dogg had their verses probably, I don't know, six months ago. And um, it was just, it was awesome, man. A lot of people, it was just great for, for the rap culture. Just see two legends in there rocking with each other. There was no, no, uh, you know, kind of beef or uh, tension or anything like that. Not that I don't think they had any um, or had any beforehand, but they were just uh, singing each other's songs and stuff. And just, you could see that they just love to be around each other and just big smiles on the face. And it was a lot of energy, man. And that was just, uh, that was, that was a great moment. I'm, I'm glad we got to see something like that. You know, why I was there and, and people were, were able to give him his flowers. Yeah, absolutely. They, uh, I just saw an interview, um, that I guess he did a couple weeks ago. And one of the things he said, which is crazy, is he said, you know, if I, if I suddenly die, you know, today, like my last thought would be that I had a good life. Um, I just saw that pop up, which is like insane, but I mean, he's, he's had some struggles, some demons, but he always, you know, overcame them and he was just, just a deep individual, um, gave back to his community. You know, he was just, he was a good guy. Yeah. Um, there's another video too that popped up with him and his daughter, but, um, Dylan, I, you know, like we talked about in pre-production, you know, you're, you're a lot older than, than me and AJ. Um, you know, we got about six or so years on you, but, um, even though you didn't necessarily grow up listening to DMX, obviously you've heard his songs. I mean, there's, uh, I, I'd find it, uh, you know, hard pressed to, to find somebody, um, you know, around your age group that wouldn't know who he is, or at least heard a song to where if you pop that on, you may not, maybe not know DMX, but you're going to be, you've definitely heard that song before, but um yeah man if you want to fill in with your thoughts i don't know if you have any songs of his you liked or uh, you ever threw on i'm sure maybe one of them made it onto some of your gym playlists but uh feel free to to fill in there man yeah like like you said i'm I'm like younger in that generation group where um we were talking in pre-production where you thought that a lot of people, a lot of celebrities, top name people that you grew up listening to, watching, et cetera, are just like kind of like dying off now. And at a really young age at that, whether it be an overdose, um, a freak accident, gang related, whatever it is, um, it's very, it's very unfortunate uh, to see these happening uh, in a very short amount of time. The past couple of years, it's been multiple handfuls. It feels like you get an over one and another next one happens. Um, as far as DMX is concerned, um, top two songs like you guys mentioned uh were the bangers like you said two a days football the high school sporting locker room in general um at least had a couple of his songs going through the rotation and to answer a couple of your questions uh that it was in 99 the woodstock was held in rome new york and uh with that it had about roughly 220,000 people in attendance 220,000, and that's an additional 10,000 workers that were working at the Woodstock at that time. So you're looking at roughly 230,000 people at that one live event for DMX that he just had the whole entire crowd. It, it the, the crowd, if you looked at his, from the backstage view, and everyone's seen the video, the crowd meets the horizon. It's it's insane. It just keeps going. A sea of people like you've illustrated. Um, but it's, 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 incre- it's incredible. It's incredible. The life that he had, uh, the obvious impact that he had in hundreds and thousands and millions of people's lives. It's just unfortunate that he has to go at such a young age. And that goes for just every celebrity that we have talked about already on Talking Shop podcast. Um, we missed along the way. All have impacts 
on individuals. And I think that's the most important thing that we don't really grip um, while they're alive is that the impact that they have on you. Um, it's it's an, almost, in a sense, a bittersweet when we realize the impact that they do have when they're gone, as opposed to knowing the impact that they have while they're here. I'm not saying that everyone has that same um, like path of thinking, but we usually don't know what we have until it's gone. And uh, it's just, you just see the uproar across social media at large. Um, not more such of the uproar, but just the the praise and respect to everyone that's given. Absolutely, and if you if you'll look right now um, on your iTunes or, or Spotify, like well, a lot of his songs are creeping up the top list, albums are are creeping up, and that's kind of how it goes. You know, when somebody passes, is um, you know, some a lot of people uh, you know will throw them songs on. You know, that's how they'll get through it and grieve is just you know listen to their music and or you know celebrate their life through their music. And then uh, obviously a lot of the people that never heard of him or, you know, other people, um, uh, when they go, they'll, they'll, they'll discover their music and be like, you know, and then realize that they're the fucking shit and just start blaring it up and, and the numbers go crazy. But uh, I'm, I'm hoping that his family are, you know, they uh, reap the benefits from that and not some fucking record label. Um, hopefully they'll be able to, you know, get all the money that comes from all these um, new streams and um, you know, that'll help to uh, carry over and take care of uh, them now that uh, you know, the, the, the main, um, the main person in the family is gone, but there's a, there's a video um, as well from, it looks like it's um, probably at least five, maybe 10 years ago of DMX and his daughter on this, like, right. I don't know where, what park they're at, but it's right called a slingshot, which basically just, you start out, you know, kind of lean back like you're almost in like a recliner position and they just shoot you up in the in the sky. And his daughter at the time looked like she couldn't have been any older than man, five or six. And um she was obviously, you know, pretty nervous and, and the whole time. And then when they shoot up, she starts freaking out and crying. But um the part uh it's it, it's really awesome to watch. And obviously I, yesterday I watched it and just teared up, man, because it's uh it's it's a really beautiful video, but he he grabs her hand and, he, and the whole time he just keeps telling her that you know daddy's here, like don't worry, we're gonna be okay. And just, and uh, towards the end, like she's still a little shook up, but you know eventually calms down a little bit. And it was just it's a great video. I'm I'm glad it's out there, and um, I'm glad it's you know it's uh, available for people to see that uh, you know um, even though he was uh, you know um, a rapper and, and you know had his rough edges at the end of the day he, he was just a, a beautiful human being and uh, a great father and uh definitely going to be missed uh, absolutely but um i wanted to definitely put this up at, at the top of the show because uh you know he, he means a lot to me and and millions of others and obviously you know i was already listening to his music it, it was in rotation you know my entire life but it'll it'll get cranked up a few notches for sure gonna be celebrating uh you know his life and and uh just what he did for for music in general man um rest in peace to dmx uh, unfortunately another legend gone but uh never never will be uh forgotten that's that's a fact that's the beautiful thing about about music bobby it's just it the way it just brings people together um and just even after postmortem, it's just bringing people together and being able to share those moments that you're sharing right now about the slingshot video, about the Woodstock video. Everyone can kind of like come together and kind of like share those and 
share those emotions and feelings that they felt during those times when they saw it either a live B watched on TV, whatever it is. Um, they can you know show those, share those experiences with each other and kind of, um, you know, come together during a, what has been a rough couple of years. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but now that we got that out, you know, um, you know, I kind of contributed to the, uh, the grieving process a little bit. Um, you know, we'll bring it up a little bit and, um, We'll talk about, uh, you know, why we originally had Anthony come on, and that's uh, to, to help plug his new business and maybe help to get you and I, Dylan, um, a little more familiar with uh, maybe the stock market and how that game works and uh, maybe uh, get pointed in the right direction of how we uh, can maybe get even further into it. Like I said, I, I haven't necessarily uh, got into it um, as, as, uh, <clears throat> as much as I would like. Or really at all. I just I've done a lot more reading about it last year than ever before. But you you got a few things out there, so I'm sure you got some questions. But Anthony, man, um, you just started a whole new business venture, something that you've been working on for a long time. I remember seeing uh, my momentous like five six years ago. So it's awesome to see that it's finally out um, up and running. But why don't you go ahead and explain exactly what that is um, and and the website and all that good stuff, man? We definitely want to get that plugged up. All right, perfect. Yeah. So there's just so people don't get confused, um, the the overall blanket, I guess the umbrella would be my momentous, and there's a couple of divisions under that. So I do own a, a staffing and recruiting business that is under my momentous. Um, and what you're talking about now is my momentous finance. Then there will be something else that's coming out um, this month called my trade jobs, which is also under the My Momentous umbrella. Um, but as far as the My Momentous finance goes, so the objective um, is to educate people on investing in stocks. And this is something that I feel that we should have learned in high school, that everyone should have learned in high school, but they don't um, teach it. And they don't teach it the way that it should be taught, I think. And that's why a lot of people are afraid of the stock market or afraid of long-term investing just because they don't have an idea of what it is. So through my momentous finance, I, I'm planning on teaching that. And also I am in the process of building an app for high schoolers so they can learn how to invest, what credit is, what a mortgage is, how to pay off your mortgage in 11 years, um, everything that has anything to do with, you know, the financial side of things, they will be taught through this app. That's what's up. Um, that, see, I didn't know that part of part of it, which that's going to come in handy for me. So I'm going to definitely be reaching out because I'm getting ready to dive headfirst into, uh, you know, the mortgage life and, and all that stuff with, uh, with getting a house. So um, getting some tips on how to be able to pay that, pay that off faster and, uh, and all that good stuff would be a, a great asset. So I'm, I'm excited to uh, to hopefully um, get with you on that. Perfect. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, it's, it's something that I actually learned, I want to say, about a year ago, and it blew my mind. And I'm like, why why didn't I know this sooner? You know, I, I have a mortgage. Like, why didn't I know this? And it's just these little things that we should know that'll make life a lot easier. I do have a, a question, I guess, right off the bat would be maybe someone for myself where I have 
X amount of dollars. And to my knowledge, I feel like I only have enough to make, like, you know, to support the family that I have right now, like with like the food, the bills. And all. Being said, and there's probably thousands, millions of people out there just like that who want to invest, but don't feel like they have the money to invest. Um, how can someone like that go about the business of maybe dipping their toes into the water of investing into stocks um, if they only have a little bit to work with? Because you see like, you know, Davey Day Trader, Dave Portnoy, he's like throwing out hundreds of thousands of dollars at these mm-hmm. stocks at a time and like day trading and like that. Uh, but that to me is not feasible to do it in that aspect and not everyone's the same. So how does someone um, go about investing in a sense? So it's not, I guess, a huge risk to their financial wallet. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to explain a couple of things without being boring. Number one, I mean, without being too intricate, because there's a, there's just a lot of different aspects to investing itself, but for uh, individuals who aren't, kind of savvy on the stock market in their beginning, um, I recommend long-term investing. So ideally with a hundred bucks a month, you know, if you can afford it, even if it's 50 bucks a month or 20 bucks a month, if you can afford it, you can invest it long-term. And there's a couple different things. I'm going to try to explain this. So there's mutual funds, index funds, um, something called ETFs. So these are all long-term things. And to kind of simplify that with the savings account. So if you're putting money into a savings account, you get 0.10 percentage of growth every year, which is like nothing. And typically with the mutual fund and index fund or ETF, you're looking at anywhere from 10% to 15% growth. So if you're putting $100 in there, you're looking at it, you know, a month, which is $1,200 a year you're looking at adding another 10% on top of that, which is significantly more than a savings account. That's fantastic. And I hope that's not too much. I'm trying to give you guys, you know, just like a little bit. Um, no, but- hey, we, I mean, whatever you want to bring, because like I said, I, I know that, you know, once I don't want to go into too, too deep because I want people to reach out to you and utilize your business. And like I said, I don't, I don't want you to give all the sauce away, but, um, you know, people like me and Dylan, uh, I guess I should maybe just speak for myself. I'm a complete idiot when it comes to any of this stuff. I didn't know about that because I was getting ready to open up a savings account just to have obviously rainy day fund for the house, you know, vehicles, whatever. But knowing this now that changes the whole ball game. Right. Yeah. So, and we can definitely discuss, you know, in depth about that, but like, um, one of the things that I preach, it's financial freedom and kind of, um, you know, building an empire within the family. So, and I'm I'm at loss for the word right now, but it'll come to me. But like financial freedom just means you, your money is making you money. If you put it in a savings account, it's not necessarily making you money. But with these other um, avenues, you can put your money in there and it's literally making you money. So you're actually getting a profit year over year opposed to, you know, an extra 10 cents, you know, in your savings account. Having a savings account is good. Um, I definitely don't discourage that because it is 100% safe, right? So um, index funds, there's, there's small possibilities that it could go the other way, but they're still very solid and there's a way to look at the progress of these different funds. Um, and you can see that a lot of these funds are, are growing 
like crazy. Okay, then that's what I was going to I'm glad you mentioned that because that was going to be my next question was um, what would be some of the risks in going into those other avenues? Because obviously, like you said, savings account, it's going to be there always, no matter what. But going in, you know, with any of these other options, um, you know, what kind of risks would you be looking at? So, I mean, it it just depends on what you're looking at. But a, a lot of stocks are so well established and they've been around for so long that it's not going to be one of those things that it just crashes really fast. And I think a lot of people have that um, that concept in their mind that like when a stock goes down, it just goes from whatever it is to zero. And that's, that's not true. That's not how the market works. So you would have time to adjust and pull your money out if something were to happen crazy. Like if the whole you know economy decided to crash, you could pull your money out before you lost you know a significant amount. Um, or before you lost anything. So there is a risk, but the risk is calculated and it's beneficial once you learn what the risks are than what you learn when you learn where, where you can win and the wins outweigh the risk for sure. Okay. Um, then, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm seeing you on the, on the video chat here. I feel like the, uh, the gears are churning in your head like they are mine. Um, so I figure out before I keep blabbing and, and asking everything i want to know you, you might as well come in man i know you got some stuff <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah i mean like you said i dipped my toes into the stock market um and it's just i got you know just i saw something on i believe uh mike rob's account and he's i believe into the stock market and he, he was tweeting about something i just looked into it because i knew i had the robin hood app and i'll get your thoughts on the robin hood app here uh shortly into the episode uh, but i did get some stocks and it was more so just on a whim of just trusting other people's opinions on social media that were hashtagging this stock so i bought some at like 30 cents a share and it uh right now it's, it's doing well it's doing well it's like at almost a dollar now a share that's pretty much like my only experience, I would say, with stock market. So, Bobby, I'm like, I'm like you said, not far ahead of you at all. So, all this information is very helpful for me going forward, not for just stock market, but just my own personal uh, financial savings, uh, because I not know anything about index accounts at all. Uh, and to know that my money can make money, like that is music to my ears. So, I would love to know more about that going forward as well. Uh, but for me, Bob, or yeah, for me, Bobby, I would like to know a little bit more about what happened with GameStop and how did that come about? How do I know what the next stock is going to do and stuff like that? Is there like any intel, AJ, on what we can look at here as far as educating ourselves to maybe forecast what to come in the stock market? Yes. So this is a little bit. Oh, this is pretty deep. Um, so. I'm going to try to kind of, I don't want to say dumb it down, but make it as simple as possible because there's just a lot of moving parts when it comes to something like this. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lot of people just kind of like saw what happened, but they didn't see, you know, what was happening in the background. So there's this thing called short interest. And pretty much what short interest is, you have all these giant companies who invest money, billion dollar companies. And what they do is that they'll see a company that's going out of business like GameStop. And they'll say, okay, what we need to do is predict that the stock is going to crash. So they'll um, short the stock, essentially, and they'll make money when the stock market goes down. 
So some brilliant person saw this, that the short interest was way larger than it should be. And they got a lot of people to rally and put money into the stock. So what happens is that the stock goes up and these giant companies have to cover that space. So they have to put more money in. Um, and as it goes up, they have to keep putting money in. So, and this is called a short squeeze. So, it, I mean, it was genius. So what started to happen is that they made the stock market shoot all the way up and a lot of people made a lot of money. And a lot of these hedge funds, these billion dollar companies lost billions of dollars. <laughs> I just, I just, I don't understand uh, that's a big middle finger to the big man uh, for oh, us. Yeah. That that's an applaud to that gentleman or lady, whoever it was to who figured this out to gather these people together, throw money, and then it wasn't just like "Hey, f you" to the big guy. It was like "Hey, you're about to make a lot of money." Saying "f you" to the big guy too, you're going to get paid a lot of money. Um, I just wish I was part of this and got the invitation through via email or anything like that to also throw money because I would have done that as well. Right. And so this is one of the things that I actually missed out on. And um, and the reason is, so there's a, a Reddit um, called Wall Street Bets. And this is where it all started happening. And this is where uh, the the founder of this Reddit page got everyone involved and they started kind of rallying together. I missed it myself and I'm kind of sad about it because, I mean, people were making hundreds of thousands, million, you know, million dollars off of it. I, I read about a... Um, I think he's like 19. He put a thousand dollars in there and walked away with 22,000 and paid off his college loans. And so, I mean, it was, it was quite the movement years and years from now in the financial world, they will definitely talk about this. It was a revolution for sure. I hope oh, they make a movie sure. about it. Cause that was like I'm sure. such an entertaining period. I, I would love to see a movie where they, they would show them get, you know, head funge assholes, hedge fund assholes sweating it out and just some of the stuff um, that they assumed were said behind closed doors because that just would be that'd be great man because it, it was nice to see the little guy you know take from uh, you know the rich the rich folk for once you know what I mean yeah, yeah it was crazy it's it's still it's still mind-blowing um, that it's I guess it's even more mind-blowing that somebody could rally that many people together to make this happen. Cause you know how like scatterbrain I feel like everyone is and how fast everything moves now. Um, so to get everyone together collectively and, and make a move like that, that just goes to show you the power, you know, of, of individuals. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. And then I did bring up Robinhood, and I do still use Robinhood for that one stock that I have or the shares I have for that stock. What, what happened with Robinhood that they kind of, cock block the stocks if you will they 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 didn't allow you to buy any more GameStop, ame anything like that well what's the reason behind that and why is that not illegal so it 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 is a i can't say it is illegal i'm not a lawyer but i mean there's a lot of lawsuits right now against robin hood for that very fact a lot of people lost a lot of money um a lot of people missed out on potential money that they could have made and it was a super shitty move by Robin hood. Um, and what essentially happened is, you know, you get all these billion dollar, you know, hedge funds companies and they're like, Hey, you need to make this stop. We're losing, you know, billions of dollars. And Robin hood kind of, 
the irony of their name, but Robinhood kind of went in there and just, you know, stopped all the trading um, and it gave the hedge funds a little bit more room to breathe. But yeah, there's a lot of lawsuits going against them, um, which is sad because Robinhood is like a, a good beginner trading app. And I don't know, it's a lot of people are not going to be able to overlook that kind of the shadiness of what happened. Very shady indeed. But in on the other hand, do you think that a lot of the reasoning behind this was probably because of the investors of Robinhood are, are those hedge funders? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I I mean, it's it's a lot deeper than that. Like there's I mean, I mean the reality is like a lot of these rich people run the world, you know, and when their world is disrupted, they'll get what they want, you know, because money runs everything. But even if it wasn't the hedge funds, there's some billionaire who has you know money invested in the hedge fund and if they're losing money they're going to make something happen yeah and the kind of the ironic funny thing about it is like yeah somebody like a billionaire you know if they lose a couple million dollars like what the fuck is that to them to where they need to <laughs> tell this these guys over here robin hey you need to shut that shit down to where there's people that you know that was life-changing money man you know like you just yeah. said there's a kid that uh you know was able to pay his college tuition off. I mean, fuck, just just because uh, you know he followed the right subreddit and, and seen that shit online, was able to to take advantage. Um, I think, uh, and that's just. I mean, that goes with outside the stock markets, man. That's just how it goes, really everywhere, man. That the one percenters do. They they really do. They run it all. They run it all. And even if they lose, you know, what's considered to them just a couple bucks, they will, uh, you know, cry their ass off and uh, shut shit down. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's it's sad to see that it it really is because it's like you get these you know billionaires who are able to bend the rules and you know do all these crazy things, but when it's the other way around, they they shut it down. They don't want you know the the middle class, the upper middle class, you know whatever to to succeed at all. Uh, yeah, that's a whole, yeah, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, no, right? Yeah, I feel you, man. We we could we could go on that for for hours for sure because. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, it's not just stock market. It's, you know, government shit, you know, everywhere. Um, yeah. If, if, uh, you're, you're the 90 percenters, dude, you, uh, you get, you get the, you get the fucking dick of it all. Yeah. But that's why, like, I'm excited and invested on showing people these things. Cause these are things that, you know, they know that we should know. Um, and this is, this is not a get rich you know, quick scheme, like by any means, this is long-term investing. This is generational wealth. This is being able to pass this knowledge on to your, your kids and they can start, you know, investing in index funds when they're 18 and have their college paid for and have their house paid for. You know what I mean? So this is, this is the difference between being someone richer, accumulating a lot of money and, and generational wealth. Like long-term investing is very, very powerful. Very yeah, powerful. and I it's cool to see the the younger generations now, which goddamn makes me feel like such a fucking old head saying shit like that now. <laughs> the younger generations now though realizing like, hey, while I'm at home and I only got to pay to put fucking gas in my car, basically all this extra income that I got, rather than going and fucking partying every week, let me put some of that aside and then maybe get into the stock market a little bit, or you know, um, you know, put it away. To where once they get done with college or the parents are like, all right, yeah, it's time for you to, you know, get out of the fucking 
nest, they're good to go. They're set up. They can go get an apartment or maybe even put a down payment on a house and not, you know, be sweating it out to where they're going to be back home in, in two months. And unfortunately, our generation, me and you, when we were like out of high school, early 20s, it was the opposite. You know what I'm saying? Like I just said earlier, uh, it took me till I was about late 20s to finally like get my ass in gear and, you know, realize that I, I got to get uh, some shit set up and put aside because I got a family now. And it would have been amazing to already have a head start at 23, 24 years old by the time I'm 30, six years of that. I mean, fuck, man. Um, who knows what I'd be able to be able to afford and, and all that good shit. So um, that's a good thing that, uh, you know, people around your age, Dylan, you get, you, get, you know, are, are realizing that uh, it, it's it's just a smart thing to do rather than just see somebody, especially because you've been talking about this for, for years and it would always be a post that would have three likes on it because, um, you know, nobody paid attention to that shit. But now I think nowadays, like you reposted, you know, you now that uh, everything's uh, finally debuted and, and ready to go, uh, people are listening, man. And it's great to see. Good. And don't think it's Bobby. Like if you start investing now, um, you'll be way ahead of a lot of, you know, people in their thirties now, like I'm, I'm serious. Like there's a small percentage of people who understand how to invest and why they should invest and where to invest that it's crazy. And I'm um, Dylan, like, especially with you, if you start now, you could, you could essentially retire when you're 40. Like it's, it's, it's that, it's that powerful. Uh, what's the equation to do that, AJ? What, what do I have to do with my money? <laughs> so, so it's, it's not i wish it was that cut and dry because you know life would be you know a lot easier but yeah, there, yeah, well. there, is, there there is a path um and like i have a five dollar course out right now and it's it's five dollars for a reason um i found out that through marketing when you give something free um people kind of dismiss it because they don't feel like it's going to be knowledge and i don't want to overcharge people um because i want people to learn so five dollars boom you got Means dollars worth of knowledge, but it, within that, it breaks everything down: what stocks are, how stocks move, what ETF index, all these funds are. Then, even on the third lesson, I show you where you can invest um, and how to read a chart so you know if that investment is going to be lucrative. But I mean, it's the information is there, and I think what the downfall is is there's so much information that it's hard to hone in on what you what you should learn. So I'm I'm trying to make that simplistic for, you know, everyone. That's great. That's yeah, like you said, investing in ourselves. So go out there, TSP listeners, invest five dollars in yourself to become millions of dollars more knowledgeable. Uh so you can retire earlier and enjoy your life with your family empire. Um that's something I definitely want to do. Now, AJ, what is how is the um, I guess lessons tailored. Are they kind of like a? Are they video lessons, articles, anything like that? So they're video lessons and they're they're slides. So you you'll hear me talking. You'll hear me breaking things down. Um, there's motion within the slides as well. So you'll see some animation. You'll see some quick quips um, through the whole thing as well. So it's 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 very knowledgeable. Like I've I've sent it out and there's a, a good amount of people who have bought it so far and the feedback has been great. So this is the first lesson. I'm trying to get this one out so I can work on the second lesson. Um, I'm also going to be pairing up with uh, B Rice as well. Um, Shout out. Who, 
Yeah, shout out for sure. Who's in credit and he's crazy knowledgeable about credit. And we're going to get a lesson together to teach about credit. So these are going to be the things that hopefully parents will buy, learn themselves and be able to pass it on to their kids. Like, hey, I know you're not learning this in school, but there's these very easy videos. Then I want you to know this stuff. So when you're an adult, you don't have to bump your head in order to learn. Like, you'll know this stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't want to go down a whole other thing. We'll, we'll bring him bring him on to explain more. But yeah, definitely. If, if you uh, see your credit score and you think it's a little low, get with Brandon Rice. B. Rice has been on the show quite a few times. Great dude. And like AJ said, he, he's very smart when it comes to uh, credit and, and how to improve it. And there's a lot of stuff on there um, that you may not have known that could be disputed. And he can help you uh, dispute some of the charges and, and get them them shits uh you know, fixed and uh, you'll get some points back on the credit. Cause uh, obviously if you're somebody in my shoes um, that wants to, you know, get a house, get pre-approved for a loan, obviously the higher the score, the better the interest rates and the more that they're going to feel comfortable lending out, you know, X amount of dollars. So uh, I just wanted to fit that in there. Cause I, I, you know, he brought that up. I knew you guys were working together. So um, definitely uh, reach out to him for that. But um, as far as, um, like if you can explain a little bit how, how somebody will go about um, signing up for this stuff, obviously I'm assuming it's probably all through the website. So yes. So right now, just because the, the way that the website is going to be built, the infrastructure is so like insane. I'm putting everything through a, um, an app called gum road. That's G U M R O A D.com. Then um, backslash my momentous. And you can go there and you'll see the lesson. Boom, you click it, you pay for it. The The website itself is still in the making. And like I said, it's it's more so going to be an app. Um, and there's just a lot of moving parts. The My job trades or my trade jobs is going to be out before the app. So I'm just slowly getting things in motion, but it's, it's coming together. But yeah, you can go to gumroad.com uh, backslash my momentous forward slash forward slash my momentous dot com and you can see the lesson right there as well yeah that will be also in the episode description and we'll post it on our social media uh, platforms as well sweet so i know there's a, a lot of information you guys got any any more questions i'm here to answer them all yeah i might as well take advantage of what we got it dylan what you got you know, I kind of want to go back to where we started off with the whole uh, investing topic, and it was with the index accounts. It's I've never heard of those, so I kind of want to learn a little bit more about it, so I can do some more digging myself and also learn in your uh, the five dollar investment myself, so I can get more knowledgeable that way and learn a plethora more. But more specifically on the index. You said it's basically comparable to a savings account, but instead of getting that 0. 0.010, you're getting more of a 10% return annually. Did I understand that correctly? Yes. You did. So um, an index fund follows, um, oh man. So let's, okay. So an index fund would be the SP, S&P 500 would be an index fund. So um, with the S&P 500, that is literally the 500 top companies in America. So essentially they take an average of all those companies and you follow um, those companies, your money follows those companies. So that would be an index fund. 
But the cool thing about an index fund is you have the ability to buy fractional shares. And I'm going to, so if, <laughs> see, there's, there's so much to it and it, you know, it's, it's all on the lesson. So I'm going to just say it and hopefully you can get the lesson, then come back and, and kind of use this as a, as a reference. But so like the share price might be 300 bucks, but you can put in $20 every paycheck you get. So your money will grow when the index fund goes up. And if you know anything about America's economy right now, a lot, everything is going up. The tech companies, um, Tesla, all those companies are on the rise right now. So your money will follow that. And I even think year over year, um, the S&P 500 has been growing like 15% every year. So what that means for you, essentially, if you have money within this index fund, year over year, you'll be getting 15% more. That it doesn't, it sounds almost too good to be true. Where it's like, I can just throw money into this account. And it's going to be like, there's going to be more money at the end of the year than I actually put into it. It's like a fairy tale almost. Another question I would have is my job offers uh, stock. I think I can just like buy stocks through them, the company. I think it's like, they take like an X amount of dollars of your paychecks and automatically gets invested to stocks. Uh, is that something that you would thumbs up to? Would you would you recommend that for people who also have that opportunity through their jobs? Do they have a 401k? Yeah, so it's 401k, but this is like separate where it's almost like it's like a stock where like they take money out of my paycheck every week and they would invest it into either I'm not sure if it's like into the company's stock. I don't know if that's even legal, but if they invest it into that or if they uh you have like select stocks that they uh, sponsor. I'm not sure how it really works. I have to read into it more, but I know it's an option for one of my benefits. So do they match your 401k? Do they give you like, if you put in X amount of dollars, they give you like a 4% match or anything? Yeah, so they do match 401k up to 3%. So I can put 3% in and then they'll match that 3%. So essentially it's 6%. Okay, perfect. So then essentially what they're doing is they're giving you shares of the company. Um that's what the stock option is, which is cool because in reality, you own a little bit of the company, which is awesome anyways. Um, you just have to see if that's beneficial depending on the, where the stock is going. Um, there's How old are you? I, I know that's a, a weird question to ask. No, I'm, I'm going to be 26 in May, so I'm still a young buck. Okay. Yeah, so there's, a, there's another thing called a Roth IRA as well. And this is essentially what a 401k is. It's a retirement fund, but you can put money into that. And when you want to pull it out, you won't get taxed. And this is another crazy, crazy thing. So if you have an option or if you see how much they're pulling out for the stock, I would take that amount that you're getting and roll it into a Roth RIA. And if they're matching your 401k, keep that because that's that's free money. Oh, 100%. Like, why would you put in, I mean, yeah, if you put 4%, you're still getting 7% because they'll match up to that 3%, still give you that 3 But if I'm doing 3%, I mean, that's not a lot of money at all when in the grand scheme of things. And then they're giving you an extra 3 or doubling it. Uh, that on top of index funds, I'm, I'm, I'm on course, AJ, to be a millionaire by the age of 30. <laughs> Good. That's the goal. Get financial freedom. Take those vacations. Um, there's a quote or saying that the youth is wasted on the young and it's, it's so true. You spend, you know, all your years working as hard as you can, you know, to retire when you're older, then you can't unfortunately do the things you could do when you were 
you know, 40, 30, whatever the situation is. And that that's just how the world works. But it doesn't it doesn't have to work that way. Why do you think that stocks and investing and all this stuff that you obviously growing up, you know, you need to know at least some aspect of finances. Why do you think that it's not in or built in uh, today's curriculum for kids in high school? Uh, there's a couple reasons. So I can give you the logical um, reason and, and also the my hypothetical, um, I, I guess, re- reason as well. So uh, logically, it's just it's not being passed down because a lot of people in general don't know. So, I mean, essentially what teaching is, is you get this knowledge and you pass it down um, and they pass it down, you know, and so on and so forth. And there's just not a lot of finance classes in general because a lot of people don't know what they need to know. And this is my, I guess, hypothetical. Like if you, if you think about how America or even the world is structured, like there's a lot of rich people who want to stay rich, you know, and they don't want this knowledge to come down. So it doesn't have that much emphasis as all the other stuff. Like, and I'm going to go on a, a, a quick tangent, but it even blows my mind that like, we don't learn how to balance checkbooks. I don't even know if that's a thing now, or, you know, what interest on a credit card is or, um, or what a mortgage is or the difference between mortgage and rent or what it means to have a 650 credit score compared to a 720, what that means when you're buying a car. Like these are things that should, we should know um, that I think are more important than, than a lot of classes that are being taught because this is the stuff that affects us personally and right out of high school. But I, it's, there's a gap there and it needs to be filled. Yeah, it definitely does. It, I mean, this is just years of neglect decades of neglect that's why it's probably not like you said i can't remember the name of the class but um i think we we, we spent like a day uh, where we uh, would uh be taught how to like balance a checkbook and i think that was like the most you know quote-unquote adult thing that we had learned and it was only like a one class lesson didn't learn anything about credit um definitely didn't learn anything about credit cards as far as like watching out for interest rates and, and shit like that because um, to this day, I'm still paying off, um, you know, sh- damage that I've caused myself as a stupid ass 20 year old being <laughs> given a, a credit card when, uh, you know, I was a broke. So obviously only thing you look at at 21, 21 years old, 20 years old is, well, I have a $5,000 credit limit. I'll pay it back later. Not knowing, you know, 35% interest rate uh, is going to fucking kill your ass. And you, and you think the credit card companies want you to know that? Oh, of course you know, not. Like they, they're making so much money off of you because you're paying this interest. And I, I think that's one of the you know big reasons that a lot of this stuff doesn't get taught. Um, and I, I know that might sound like a conspiracy theory, but like it's, it's what I see. Like um, the, the level of you know, financial knowledge doesn't trickle down because the rich want to stay rich. Yeah, and because of all this and because of the neglect from the higher-ups of not putting this in the curriculum, we are now left to our um, Ty Lopez's of the world. Uh, They're in their garage with their Lamborghini, reading a book a day every day, um, trying to learn from them on finances. And uh, I don't even know if his is finances. I think he's more of an entrepreneur, Uh, but... Who knows? But thank God we have people like you, AJ, that for a very small 
small investment, uh, we can learn these things that we should have learned years ago. But it's like you said, never too late because Bobby, you never. can still retire early if you just started today. Um, and that should give a lot of people hope that are listening today. Hell yes. Hell yes. Because I've got a pension that's going to be waiting for me when I'm 60. But uh, the pension itself, you know, really ain't going to be shit. That's going to be kind of like now. It's going to be money to, uh, you know, pay. Uh, well, I don't know. My house will probably be paid off by then. But food, you know, food shit, you know, gas, little bills here and there. You know, I'm not going to be able to go down to Florida and, and, and you know, be able to really enjoy uh, retirement life per se. But uh, if I can take some of the stuff. AJ's taught us today and in the future. Yeah, I'll definitely be set up to where, uh, you know, I'm be whipping a fucking, you know, Lambo down in, uh, you know, Florida somewhere in, in the wintertime, um, you know, off a, off a half a bottle of Cialis getting, getting rowdy. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to ask, so I, I don't, maybe I missed it earlier, but uh, the $5, what's the duration of that? Is that per month, per session, or what? what is that? Uh, it- just one one fee. You pay five dollars and you you own the course. Um, and it'll it'll be like that for every course that comes out. It'll probably be five dollars for everyone. And all the literally all the proceeds that you're um, that I'll I, I'll make from this are going to the app. Like this is a a very in depth app, um, and it's almost going to give. Well, it will give the high school student from a freshman. And I'm giving away a little too much, but from a freshman to a senior, they'll literally have this virtual life, essentially, where they they're being taught credit. They're being taught how things work. Um, then hopefully the school will take it and you'll get a final grade when you're a, a senior on how you manage your money from freshman until senior. But that's a very futuristic thought. And I'm pushing for that and working very hard for that because I think it is essential to life. There it is. So we'll, awesome. we'll we'll save it. We'll save the rest because obviously you you want people to to get this lesson. But that's great. I mean that, that sounds like an incredible value for me. Five dollars to get an entire course. Uh, you're basically going to you know help him help you, and uh, you know I, I think that's a tremendous uh, uh, deal. And I hopefully a lot of you guys utilize that. If you have any questions, definitely reach out to me or Dylan. Um, and most I think a lot of people listening know AJ directly, so. You know, obviously, uh, if you want to DM, text, whatever, he'll definitely be uh, glad to point in the right direction. And I, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm definitely um, going to be getting getting with you on this because uh, this has definitely been eye opening. And uh, it's kind of exciting, too, just to know that, um, you know, we don't have to do things like our parents did and just collect paychecks and, you know, put little crumbs aside. We uh, got an opportunity to really uh, put ourselves in, a, in an awesome you know, position for the future. Yeah. And I feel like. Now, well, I guess before this episode, uh, because now I feel like there's obviously opportunities out there, um, multiple opportunities, not just like a fork in the road situation. We're, we're at multiple exits here, but I just been trying to like save up for these DIY projects that I have in mind, um, trying to finish up the basement, weather's getting nice, so landscaping's expensive as well. Uh, the list goes on, uh, but I think I've almost kind of lulled myself into this false sense of panic. Um, now I'm realizing because of the options that are in front of me now. And I just want everyone to know out there, if you are going through any kind of like financial stress, um, money's tight, especially with the pandemic and layoffs and et cetera, um, that there are options out there. And uh, the $5 investment is going to go a long way 
um, into not only the benefits for AJ, but the benefits for you in return later down the road with the app that is also going to help um, future generations to come. I'm just excited to see because money is everything, as we stated earlier in the episode. And that is just another thing that a lot of people tried to say that money isn't everything. Money isn't happiness. Money can't buy happiness. And that's absolute bullshit um, because money is everything. Money does buy happiness because it pays for your vacations. It 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 does all these things and you you need to have it um, So because bills and et cetera. Like you said, Bobby, it's been a very knowledgeable episode. I hope everyone has really got a grasp on everything here and what AJ's company is about. And I hope they invest that $5 into themselves as well as me and you will. Yes, 100%. And obviously, as this thing continues to grow and more lessons get released, we'll bring them on and you know get them to share a few more gems and uh, maybe even share some of the updates on and what you and I are doing on that, on that aspect, Dylan. But um. Before we get them out of here, we definitely have to uh, hit, hit, hit your segment. I know you got a couple of things for us, and then um, you know I got I got the the final two questions, and then we'll be uh, we getting out of here. It's been a great episode. That it has, that it has. And round of mail with Dill um, this week is going to be brought to you by Sticky Ipsy. That's going to be Sticky Ipsy from Ypsilanti, Michigan. Uh, they got great people there, um, and you know. If you want some buds, go get your buds because they got it there, uh, medical and recreational there up in Ypsilanti. But anyways, going forward with this, I do have a couple things. We're going to be talking some food here with AJ, so I kind of wanted to tailor it to that. That's why we're bringing this segment into the end later half of this episode. And I'll start off with this and open up the question in the court to you, fellas. Your Mount Rushmore of appetizers. And doesn't have to be any you can, uh, you can tackle it. I, I think... I think I know for most of what I got, but I'm I'm interested to hear uh, what some of your uh, choices are going to be. Yeah, we can oh start. man! Um, so I've I've been getting really into calamari, fried calamari. Ooh, yeah, that's it. That's uh, one of mine. Man, it it just hits. Um, then I'm going to say I'm going to say the spinach dip. Okay, spinach. I know. Okay. That. Yeah, that's a forgotten and one. Oddly enough, I I hate. I shouldn't say this. I strongly dislike Applebee's. I just don't like Applebee's. I'm not going to lie. But they have the best spinach dip I've ever had in my life. I will literally go there just for the spinach dip and uh, leave. So, yeah, those are my appetizers. I can dig that, man. I like some some, uh, spinach artichoke dip. Yeah, I like the – anyone like fried pickles? Like them, but not Mount Rushmore worthy for me. Mozzarella sticks. Ah, I forgot the mozzarella. That's clear. Yeah, I mean, that's clear. Yeah, mozzarella sticks is a, a given. Now, has anyone that's tried? The god, they're the god of the appetizer. The gods. <laughs> What's the? Oh, I already completely forgot. What's the hibachi grill place in Love's Commons? Is that a brain um, fart? God damn it! It always spreads to me when that happens to you. Nagoya. Nagoya. Yes, the Nagoya rolls are phenomenal. If anyone hasn't tried a Nagoya roll, it's like a sushi roll. It's the, the Goyos. Yeah, but that's that, you can't. I don't know if you can count that as appetizer. It might be on their appetizer menu, but it's a whole fucking sushi roll. But I don't know. I don't necessarily know. At the end of the day, because some people would consider nachos to be an appetizer, but that could be a whole fucking meal. Yes, they would. Jen would loaded nacho. You can't go wrong with the loaded nachos. That's a that's a appetizer party. That's if you have like four plus people there. Get the part. Get the full nacho experience. 
with the meat, the cheese, the tomato, or just simple chips and salsa. But I'm not sure. Well, what's, because, your, I mean, like, what's your four then, man? Because you're, you're just naming them off. What's your, what is your four? Well, I'm collaborating here with the fried – I have to go fried pickles, man. If you don't like fried pickles, what, what's, what's wrong with you? And, and mozzarella sticks, obviously, that's in everyone's. Uh, loaded French fries, probably mine. And it just depends on the place, I guess. Because if you're looking at individual restaurants, one place is going to offer something that the other place doesn't. Like, obviously, no one else has a Nagoya roll. Um, but Nagoya rolls are phenomenal. And I can't obviously add that because it is signature to one. So I have to go think open here. I'm going to have to go with, would you consider chicken wings as an appetizer? No. Or the chicken poppers that they have at uh, Applebee's? No. That's bo- was that just boneless chicken? Basically, yeah. No. Uh-uh. That's its own That's its own entity. <laughs> I mean, essentially, I all all these things are their own entity. I'm never going to have, dude, I mean, if I'm ever having mod sticks for dinner, that's I'm in a low point in my life. <laughs> okay. Or fried pickles for if dinner. I, if I'm having chips and salsa for dinner, obviously, I didn't take AJ's advice, and are, I'm fucking got $5 in my account. What are, what are yours? I want to hear, you, hear yours. Mod sticks, calamari. Um, I love a good stuffed mushroom, so stuffed mushrooms. And then um, this is going to be one that's probably won't make a lot of people's uh, top four, but, man, soft shell crab, especially from Kotobuki. Get it every time, man. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful appetizer, but that, that's, that's me right there. What about the jalapeno poppers? Yeah, there's, there's a, a dozens, you know, if not hundreds that uh, – you know, I like, but obviously we can only do four. So if you want me to sit and list all the episodes I like, we can be here all fucking day. But my top four, that's, that's it right there. And in my opinion, maybe somebody will reach out. We'll see wings slash boneless wings. Um, that's, that is not considered an appetizer to me. AJ, I mean, where you where you uh, slide on that? Wings are a full meal to me. Like, yeah. if you can put, you know, like that's a wings and french fries or wings and baked potato. Like, if you can throw a side next to it, to complete a meal, it's not an appetizer to me, you know? Okay. I think that's fair, yeah. I like it. I like it. Now, I also had a theory I wanted to throw out there. Um, AJ, I'm not sure if you're into theories and conspiracies or anything like that. Um, but I did have yes. a theory a couple weeks ago. I jotted it down where my theory is that people who have, like, second thoughts or if you have, like, a second thought that comes across your mind, I think those are actual events that has happened in your past life in another universe. Or, or not maybe your past life, but just in your life in another universe, because I, I believe that there's different like wave spectrums of, of like, you know, when you have deja vu, that's just two like universe wave spectrums kind of colliding together. So where um, those moments meet, but in a second thought would be like, you know, if you ever had like a split daydream or like you're in the process of like daydreaming or you kind of like have like a, a brief thought of an event happening to you like a vision, kind of like that So Raven experience, that that is possibly something that has actually happened in another universe, in an alternate universe. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, uh, that can go so, so deep. Um, <laughs> but no, I, man, but I, I understand. I, I do believe in different frequencies. Um, yes. And I was just even reading something about like how your eyes and your, your eyes can only see a certain amount of things and your ears can only hear a certain amount of things. And, there's like a lot of frequencies above that that we can't even see. Um, then we can go into, you know, different dimensions, past lives, like all that stuff I believe in. But I, 
I, I truly do believe there's there's more than what meets the eye. Um, there's just a lot of unexplained stuff, and I just Wait. think there's a lot that we don't oh, see. But I, I yeah, I thought about that. All of that. So there's yeah, like he's right, man. That that what you just asked that could be a whole episode. Seriously, <laughs> seriously, it could be like two episodes because that's just like <laughs> like he said. There's a lot, and especially if you start trying to get into like ocean life. I mean, what did they said? Ninety percent of that shit's been unexplored. I mean, that's fucking wild to think about. There really could yeah, be so- a fucking Godzilla somewhere, man. Pop out the motherfucker. You went and saw that, didn't you? I want to know your thoughts on Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, that movie ripped. That movie fucking ripped. I thought it was awesome. Um, first time going to a movie theater, I think, since the last Avengers movie. So probably, what, a year and a half? Um, so that was awesome to have that experience. There's maybe like 10 people there. Um, me and Jack smacked a bunch of popcorn. He ended up throwing up with like five, 10 minutes left of the movie, which that was fun to deal with. But um, at least it was towards hey. the end of the movie. But the movie itself is great, man. I mean, some people were kind of complaining about the story kind of jumps around a little bit because it, it kind of carries over from some of the previous movies and uh, kind of bounces around a little bit. But as far as like, if you want to go in there, want to see some fucking carnage, that's it. I mean, you're going to see Godzilla versus King Kong and then you're going to see, I'm not going to give away, you know, anything, but you know, towards the end, you see some other shit too. That, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm very interested. I'm guessing and assuming that the movie theater increased that experience for you, especially not being in one in such a long time. It's probably like sensory overload at first. I just uh, let Blippi, or not let Blippi, let Jax know that Blippi has also had a throw up experience um, watching King Kong. I think it was the one with Jack Black in it when it first came out. And uh, I watched that into the camera angles. I'm, I was a young buck still. And I was, I had a chili dog, I think at the Love's Commons theater. And I was fine through the movie. I felt like I was going to get sick towards the end because it, the the camera angles that was just swinging around with the airplanes on he was on the tower and shit. I was just like, oh my god, man! And yeah, I stepped out towards the end. We we're leaving, going toward the car, and right at the front, the trash can. I just hurled, man. It was just it was a bad experience. But just let him know that uh, he's not alone. Blippy is also a uh, fell victim to motion sickness. I think it's just he had a shit ton of I mean a shit ton of popcorn and oh, really? I think that's what it, it was like real buttery because I ended up actually kind of feeling like shit when we got home so I think um, like the greasy buttery fuck popcorn kind of did us in but um, yeah gotcha. it was great it was great to have the fucking you know surround sound big screen awesome man really missed that uh, that experience but um we got a couple more questions for AJ we're gonna get him out of here we'll give him the uh, the finale question the interview finale question and then I got a top three for him but. AJ, uh, knowing what you know today, what is one thing you would tell your 18-year-old self? Um, take $100 from every check and invest it for sure. Like there's, um, That would have been a big thing. Fortunately, um, I actually had a, a general idea about credit. My mom was pretty good with that. But like the investing side of it, that could have that changed um, my life. I feel that. I think we're all, we're all absolutely... Uh, in that same thinking, I wish for sure that uh, I was putting even like 20 bucks, man. I mean, fuck. I just was Seriously. blowing that shit frivolously, man. Just, uh, you know, blowing it on bags of mid mids and fucking cheap <laughs> beer and vodka and shitty food, man. I, I lived at home till I was like, I think mid to late 20s, dude. And I, I just, I had nothing, nothing to, 
to show for it as far as, you know, funds. And uh, that's disappointing. So I feel you there, 100%. Um, but to end it off, the last couple of weeks, I've just been asking people top threes of random things. But I feel like this week, it's very fitting. It doesn't have to be in any order. But give us your top three DMX songs. Oh, man. So there's a DMX song called Frankenstein. Um, I think it's on his Undisputed album. I love it. The wordplay is crazy. Uh, we don't give a fuck. Uh, it's got Jada Kiss and Styles P on it, and a people are probably like, "Who the fuck is Styles P?" Uh, and maybe even Jada Kiss. I don't even know people, but yeah, that, that song isn't. Uh, it's crazy. Um, and I think the other one is "Who We Be." I might be. I might be messing the name of it up. Uh, but the music video for for that was like ahead of his time, and it's like crazy. If you go and watch it, I mean, not if you go and watch it because it's like it's wild and RIP DMX. Like it's just it's crazy. Like that was such a such a good rapper, such a good rapper. Absolutely, man. And I think uh, this is no particular order, but I'd probably throw up "Get at Me, Dog." It's just, I mean, classic as classic can be. Money, power, respect. You know the locks featuring Lil Kim and DMX, and uh, man, it just. Obviously, it, it, this is probably his most known thing. But dude, I, anytime you hear the beat, two, first three seconds of, of Rough Riders Anthem, man, you're gonna crank it up, and uh, it's just gonna it's gonna raise your spirits, man, and just you know feel good listen to it. And I, I feel like that's only gonna be um, amplified now. But uh, that's great, man. Yeah, I think, and you were right that that is Frankenstein is on undisputed. So good call on that. But um, yeah, once again, re- recipes DMX. Uh, Going to be greatly missed, but uh, fortunately, he's left us all with uh, an incredible catalog of music that we can listen to through through the end of time. People are going to be talking about him 50 years from now, guaranteed. Um, but AJ, man, it, it's been tremendous to have you on, dude. This has been a great conversation. Um, it's It's been very, uh, like I said, eye-opening and um, very educational for Dylan and myself, and I know all the listeners, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to work with you and... Um, you know, get some of these uh, these courses, man, to, to help me help set myself up, my kids up, all that good stuff, man, to make sure we're all on the right track. Uh, this is awesome thing you're doing, and it's all it's great to see that you're you're doing it to actually help people and not put you know money in your pocket. And uh, I know a lot of people can't say that, so salute to you on that. Uh, but one more time, let's make sure we plug everything correctly. Uh, the website, how they can sign up, um, if they need to get in touch with you directly. Throw that all out there one more time, man. Yeah, perfect. So the, the website is www.gumroad, G-U-M-R-O-A-D.com forward slash my momentous, M-Y-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S. If you guys have me on Facebook, DM me, like hit me up. I've had a lot of people hit me up and I, I don't mind answering questions. Um, I, I'm even doing a 15 minute run through of the course with you um if you purchase this month as well so you'll have my phone number we can sit up sit down and chop it up for 15 minutes you can ask me questions and i can answer them for you um yeah that's it stay blessed appreciate you man love keep going up man and uh like i said sometime later this year man i'm I'm coming to chicago and we're we're gonna do things upright link up but uh dylan this has been an absolutely fucking banger episode 105 We're rolling, baby, but uh, you know what time it is. 
Yes, sir. It's that time of the episode to close it all out. Wipe the tears away, TSP listeners, because we'll be back next week. Don't you worry. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Invest in yourselves. Become prosperous. Fill your family empire. The link will be in the episode description and also on our social media platforms. That's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Talking Shop Pod. Be sure to follow us. We're trying to get to 200 on Twitter. Um, and, you know, that's where you can get all the latest of TSP, especially when we get to plug in our phenomenal guest um, as well. So from myself, Bobby, and AJ, Thank you so much, TSP crew. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next Monday. If I'm having chips and salsa for dinner, obviously I didn't take AJ's advice, and I fucking got $5 in my account.